We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to the live LakersNation.com postgame show coming you from to Blue Wire Studios from the win in Las Vegas. The Lakers get a big win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Joining me is Matt the Optimist Peralta. Matt, how are you doing, man? I am, as LeBron likes to go crazy, because <laughs> this is awesome, Trevor. We got to do this live. And the Lakers won. <laughs> They got a victory. It was an unexpected one. They were not the favorite coming in. They were a minus five point. It looked like they were going to be the losing team in this one, but they picked up the win 131 to 120 over the Cavs. And this was, it was an exciting game too. Yeah. I loved this game from start to finish. Just the pace, the energy, the effort. It was all there. This is what we've been waiting to see from this Lakers team. Yes. It only came with only about 10 games left in the season, but lo and behold, Maybe we were wrong. Maybe there's a good team in there somewhere. This was, like you said, an <laughs> unexpected win. And look, we, it's, it's been a rough season, mm -hmm. okay? Um, the Lakers are going to be a play-in team. Uh, that is something we're not going to be able to escape. But I think this is a reminder that we can enjoy the team still, even when the chips are down and things don't look as bright. So I'm, I'm a happy camper today. Matt, you are living up to your name as the optimist. I sure Matt, am. Matt, the optimist Peralta. By the way, Welcome in, everybody. Everybody who's coming in from YouTube, from Facebook, from Twitter. Thank you guys for joining us. Jared Chalker with the Super Chats. It's Trevor. The new setup is sick tonight. Glad to see Matt in, too, for a nice W. That's right. Again, we are at Blue Wire Studios here at The Win in Las Vegas. Blue Wire, of course, our fantastic podcast network. Matt, you are not known for being in during victory. <laughs> you You've got a reputation as being the guy who comes in for losses, and yet here you are joining us on what not only was a win, but I thought this was one of the best wins of the season for the Lakers, and honestly, just an enjoyable and fun game. There haven't been enough of these this year. Yeah, I was actually really nervous on the flight here because I thought, am I going to really come and do a live show in person with Trevor and it be a loss again? So for them to actually come out here and make me not look as bad as they normally have, I'm ecstatic. But... Uh, this was a fun game. It was a very even game through the first three quarters. We were looking at the box score, and we thought this could go either way into the fourth quarter, in which we haven't been able to say a lot this season. So for them to clutch up, um, for them to play the way they did in the fourth quarter, for them to put this team away you know, with about three or four minutes left, that was exciting to see. We haven't seen that enough this year, and honestly, this is a very good time as a fan because I get to talk about the team I love and in a positive light versus the negative light that I'm usually known for on this show, so I'm happy. And as our chat is mentioning, this isn't just a good night because it was a Lakers win. It's also a good night because the Pelicans lost. They did. They did, which means the Lakers will be reclaiming ninth place. Now, I know, I know, ninth place, that's not, that's not that great over the course of the whole season and everything, but... 
We'll take the small victories when we can get them. Of course, if the Lakers are going to be in the play-in tournament, which looks like it's a certainty, we'd prefer that they get that first game at home. Yeah, we sure do. Um, Play-in play tournament implications, uh, notwithstanding, again, I just think that the Lakers need to finish the season with some positive momentum. This is definitely a big step in the right direction. And, yeah, um, I, I personally don't like, you know, the whole standing watching, but um, this is where we're at at this point in the season. We are headed for a second consecutive season having to watch the play-in tournament and having to be fully invested in it. Mm. That's not great. That, that makes me feel a little bit Not worse. great, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this case, not great, Trevor, but you know. Let's, let's get into some of the stats here from this game. So LeBron James, 38 points. Ooh, he's a little bit good. 38 points, right. 11 boards, 12 assists, one steal, one block, 17 of 29 shooting. You and I were talking pregame about LeBron's athleticism, where he's at at this stage in his career, 37 years old. And then he goes out there during the game and he does all this crazy, these fading away jump shots and, and just finds bottom. I, I have a feeling the fact that it was in Cleveland oh, had sure. something to do with it. But LeBron, triple-double with 38 points. This man is ridiculous. Today was a good day. Shout out my man Ice Cube. Um, what can you even say about LeBron at this point? Year 19, 37 years old, um, seems to be just fine with a bum knee. Um, definitely playing in Cleveland, that extra juice, that extra hype, being back in his hometown definitely helped. But I, I got no words. Um, I'm just sad that he's having such a great season with the Lakers doing so poorly overall. But I think this is a very stark reminder that if the Lakers ever get healthy, I don't think you can ever count them out out of any sort of game. So we'll see. He's been playing amazing as of late. I, I think what's insane is that he could legitimately lead the league in scoring mm -hmm. this year. Um, I know there's probably a lot of stuff out there about him wanting to chase Kareem, but still, for him to be this effective this late in his career, insanity. Oh, no, we, we've been saying this for a while now. If, if, let's say the Lakers were, instead of the ninth seed, let's go Marvel and let's say we go into an alternate reality or something like that, okay? Instead of existing. A multiverse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then we go through mm -hmm. the multiverse, right? Let's do that. Somewhere out there, the Lakers right now are, the, are a three seed or a two seed or something like that. Let's even dream a one seed. We're, we're talking MVP, right? We're talking MVP buzz for LeBron James. That's how good he's been this season. The only thing that's stopping that from happening right now is the fact that they're the nine seed. Absolutely. I, I don't think that there's any argument. If the Lakers had a better overall record, LeBron is absolutely in the conversation and is very arguably the front runner for it. Um, especially right now because, you know, the favorites have kind of tapered off a little bit. Nikola mm -hmm. Jokic, Joel Embiid. I know Giannis is, you know, picking up a lot the past couple of weeks, even the past month or so. So, yeah, if the Lakers had a better, rec better record right now, I think he is definitely in the discussion for MVP. No questions asked. I've got Sierra and T with a super chat here. Said, we cannot let Reeves walk for any reason. Well, Sierra, <laughs> you're going to be happy to know the Lakers have a team option next year for Austin Reeves. You know, this was, we talked about this a little bit in the fourth quarter. We did. The dynamic, the path to success for the Lakers in the fourth was Russ, LeBron, and Young Legs. Yep. Young Legs who were going to fly all over the floor. We saw Stanley Johnson doing, of course, Austin Reeves, Wenyan Gabriel. These are guys that the Lakers are finding that can play a particular role. And that role is just to do the little things, do the dirty work, and then let LeBron and Russ do most of the heavy lifting. Austin Reeves, certainly part of that. He's been a great find for the Lakers this season and somebody that, uh, that I think they're going to keep for a while. Yeah, you know, in the uh, spirit of spring training, what would you call the Austin Reeves find as far as, you know, a single, double, triple, or homer? What, what would you call him right now? Austin Reeves, it's a, it's a double, I think. He's okay. not, and, that's, 
and that's no disrespect to Austin Reeves. It's not a home run is, oh my gosh, we just found a superstar super sure. late in the draft, like a Nikola Jokic in the second round or, or something like that. But it's a double. You found a guy that you think can be part of your team. He could be a Laker. Look at his age. He could be a Laker for the next decade. You could. To find a guy like that undrafted that you could legitimately have as part of your rotation, that's absolutely incredible. And that's fantastic. You will take it all day, every day, just like an MLB. By the way, welcome back, MLB. Thank God. Uh, you will take doubles all day. Yeah, you absolutely will. Um, shout out to our sister side, Dodger Blue. I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot of doubles mm -hmm. this year. Freddie Freeman, welcome to LA, guys. Um, but yes, as far as Austin Reeves go, I think this is a legitimate piece that they have going forward. I think that he will obviously be on the team next year, and I hope well beyond that. Mm -hmm. He has proven that he is not just a meme at this point. I mean, that was established a long time ago, but I think people around the league are starting to take notice that he is a very serious player. He's very good. Great two-way guy. He's a good connector. That's what I like to kind of refer to him as. He just doesn't necessarily wow you in one aspect, but he does all the little things, doesn't mess up. You can count on him to be in the right spots. And so mm -hmm. as an undrafted rookie, I think that's about as best case scenario as you can get. Timothy Lovas from YouTube in the Super Chat said, LeBron gave Kevin Love no love on that dunk. <laughs> the love is lost. The, the, love is lost. The, love, the love is lost. The love is I, gone. I tried. I tried to get a, a Bachelor reference. Oh in, uh, in, yeah, in on on Twitter on that one, and I think I'm pretty sure it fell it fell flat. It did not oh. did not go over well. I tried though. I'll give you an outcast one. It was the love below, oh, LeBron. Okay. All right. Yeah. So shout out my my outcast fans out there. I like it. I like it. Uh, getting further into the stats though, we've got Russell Westbrook. This is another good Russ game. You and I were talking before about Russell's three point shooting. Two of six from three tonight, which okay, you, you'll take that. Seven of fourteen shooting from the field. Eleven assists, four boards, one steal, twenty points. Are is this? the post-All-Star break Russ that we've been here. I mean, the last few games, he's been good. We looked it up pregame, last five games, he's at 41% from three. Obviously, it's going to drop a little bit after tonight's game, but he's been better. I mean, he's hitting the shots that we used to be pulling our hair out when he was taken, and here he is knocking these things in. What are your thoughts on what we've seen out of him so far? Uh, I, I giggled because I just thought post-All-Star break. I mean, technically you're right, but you would hope it will come a lot earlier mm -hmm. post-All-Star break. But, I mean, I guess better late than never. Um, I don't know what it is. Like, nothing's really changed from the shot quality to the mechanics. or I mean, nothing that I've seen personally. It's just shots are finally going down. And everyone whip your bingo card out, regression to the mean. <laughs> um, I think that the percentages are finally skewing in favor of Russ, um, but I also do think that there are some lineup things mm -hmm. that I've noticed, you know, particularly having guys that are able to physically keep up with him, get up and down the floor, keep yeah. the floor spaced out. I think that's been an adjustment that Frank Vogel has actually leaned into, so maybe that's particularly it. But I honestly just think Russ is just making shots now. He just is. It's and a make or miss league. It really is, and for the first, like, what, 60 games, he was not, and now hopefully these last 10 games he is. Okay, you said bingo card. We're in Vegas. It's a drinking game. Oh, it's got to right. be. It's got to be a drinking game. I didn't even realize that. You're right. Uh, in, in a vacuum, uh, the relationship analogy is probably coming later. That one in your back pocket. Um, what else do we got? I already, I already used one of them. I, I think at this point, at this point, and by the way, yeah, regression to mean is, is certainly one of them. We'll stumble upon the rest of them, but probably. We need to get into the next man up. It's oh, been too long do. since we've been able to do. Like, I haven't done an award in so long. Right. Okay. So let's get in. So LeBron has 38, 11, and 12. Triple-double. Incredible. Russell Westbrook, 20 and 11. Fantastic. Who was the next best guy? Who was that? Because there's some options here. And chat, let me know. 
If you're coming in from YouTube, you're coming in from Facebook, you're coming in from Twitter, let us know who is the next best player on the Lakers tonight. Because I think there's a few options. Obviously, DJ Augustine, I have a feeling we're going to be talking about him. 20 points, 7 of 7 shooting, 6 of 6 from 3. But then you look at what Malik Monk did getting out on the break. 12 points, 3 assists, 2 boards, 12 points from Stanley Johnson, 3 steals, including a big one in crunch time. Austin Reeves, 11, 5, and 6. So, chat, who gets the next man up award? Matt, who gets yours? I mean, it has to be DJ Augustine, right? I, 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 the guy scored 11 points in the first quarter. Um, hit outside shots. Mm-hmm. Um, made Cleveland have to defend a little bit farther out than I think they were expecting to. Um, just didn't really ruin the flow of the, the game too much for the Lakers. I know he had two turnovers, but still 7 of 7 shooting, 6 of 6 from beyond the arc. I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's probably going to be his best game of the season. So um, with that being said, I think I don't get to give awards out often because every time I'm on, like the fans have noticed, it's usually (laughs) a blowout. So I'm going to give it to DJ Augustine because I think he is very well deserving of it today. DJ Augustine, I think that's that's a good one. I've got a lot of people in the chat that are agreeing, saying DJ Augustine is a good pick there. I'm actually seeing some love for Wenyan Gabriel, and we do need to talk about him a little bit more in just a minute. I am actually going to go, though, and this is mostly just because you picked DJ, so I'm going to go elsewhere with this. I'm going to say Stanley Johnson. Sure. You know, he stepped up two of, two of four from three, so knocked in some big shots down the stretch. There were a few times where they kicked out to Stanley Johnson in the fourth, and by the way, we also need to talk about the driving kick game yeah. that we've seen from the Lakers, but they kick out to Stanley Johnson, and in my head, and I think I even said to you at one point, that's a shot the Cavs will live with. Yeah. A contested Stanley Johnson three, but to his credit... Tonight, he knocked them down, and then those three steals, absolutely huge. I mean, there were only 12 turnovers for the Cavs, three of them coming through, you know, just from Stanley Johnson. That's impressive stuff from him, so I got to give him credit for the game that he played tonight. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I can't argue. A lot of guys had good games tonight, and um, the formula of success for the Lakers is LeBron does good things, and the rest of the team follows suit, and they mm-hmm. win. So I'm not surprised that we have a lot of options for today. I'll tell you what. My, the thing that I liked the most about this game on the offensive end of the floor, it was the ball movement. Oh, yeah. It was, like, we've heard Frank Vogel, who, and look, he's got his detractors. He's got people who are in his corner, right? And, and with just reason, right? There's, there's reasons to be optimistic about him. There's reasons to say maybe the Lakers should move on from Frank Vogel. Sure. But one thing he has said for years now, for years now, has been paint to great. He wants the ball getting into the paint, not necessarily in a post-up, but at least in a drive and kick action, yep. and then getting out to three-point shooters. If you're going to shoot a three, it's not just jacking it up off of the dribble. Instead, it's get into the paint first, kick out, get open shots. I feel like the last few games, starting with that game against the Raptors, so last three games, we've seen the Lakers move the basketball, particularly find corner threes to a degree that we haven't seen it before. What are your thoughts on, on that? Uh, what are my thoughts? Um, I wish we did this a lot earlier. That's <laughs> right. That's the first thing that comes to mind, right? But again, better late than never. And I just think that right now, Frank has finally landed on players that make sense next mm-hmm. to LeBron James. You and I, and this is going to be a big talking point later, I'm sure, but just having more collective speed, more athleticism, better shooters around Russ and LeBron, I think has created a lot more of those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, getting two feet into the paint, getting right next to the rim, every team's priority is always going to be we got a wall off the rim. We got to make sure we don't give up dunks and layups. And then 
you've got two great playmakers in LeBron and Russ who can find shooters outside. So I, I think they're finally starting to figure things out. I think the identity is finally coming along as more. We're, we're finally seeing like the idealized version of the small ball lineups that we were talking about in the offseason, I feel like. I don't, and I don't think it's completely sustainable. Like, I don't want to say sure. small ball moving forward forever or anything like that. And, and they started big in this game with Wendy and Gabriel, Dwight Howard, both, yeah. both on the floor. But, but I think the ball movement, I think, has been something that's been noticeably better. Yeah. And it's something that I would like to, even, even when they lose, it's more fun to watch. It's, you don't see as much stagnation, which has been a problem. And we saw it last game against the Wizards. We saw stagnation down the stretch. Yeah, no, I just, I wish again, like, I don't understand what's preventing them from really doing this every game. It's just, I feel like there was a lot more trust in this game. And mm -hmm. I feel like one factor that we haven't really considered is that guys were making shots early. So, you know, when LeBron gets in the paint, when Russ gets in the paint, they're throwing it out there. There's complete confidence in those guys to shoot versus, mm -hmm. you know, Russ or LeBron thinking, oh, I got to take this shot. We need a bucket. So I think just the overall flow of tonight's game was better just because they got into an offensive rhythm a lot earlier. By the way, the 360 award, we didn't really mention it. Do we need to? I don't think we need to. Yeah. We talked about LeBron. I think he's the default winner of the 360 award. I don't think there's been a 360 award this year that I haven't given to LeBron. I've got to go back really? and check the tapes, but I'm pretty sure. I know I've given a few to Russ because it feels like when there's an opportunity to give him one, you got to. I think gotta. you're right. You I might have given one to Russ, but they all feel like it's been LeBron like by default. I think we joked about it just making it like the sixth award. That's right. That's right. We did. At one point, we even added Malik Monk in there. Yes, the 3611 uh, The 3611 award. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That's right. Uh, Timothy Lovas with the Super Chat said, I'm not hating on Melo, but the ball movement is better without him on the floor. Same with Taylor Horton Tucker. You know what? That's not a surprise that the ball movement would be better without Melo. He's, a, he's a, a gunner. He's a sniper. He does what he does. So I don't think that's necessarily a knock against Carmelo Anthony. It's just, it's just kind of who he is. Now, yes, the ball movement is better, but I also think that Carmelo Anthony can be the final piece to that ball movement. Sure. Swing, 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 Mello three. He's one of statistically the best shooters on the team. So I don't think that Mello being on the floor means you can't have ball movement, but just by nature, he's not a ball mover. It's just it's not really what he does. How's this for a segue? Um, I think that having more driving kick options mm -hmm. on the floor, Malik Monk, Stanley Johnson, Austin Reeves, and then Russ and LeBron, obviously, doesn't it kind of remind you of how the Utah Jazz play a little bit with Quinn Snyder? Oh, now why would you be bringing them up? Oh, I don't know, Trevor. I mean, the, the rumor mill seems to be uh, connecting some head coaches <laughs> to the Lakers, and uh, that particular driving kick style reminds me of a certain team in Salt Lake City. Yeah. Not too far from Las Vegas, where that's, we're at right now. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Quinn Snyder now rumored to be potentially one of the options for the Lakers as a, as a head coach for next year. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I don't think it's going to necessarily take place, but we'll see if he gets free of the Utah Jazz. Uh, Mook Morris with a super chat said, given how bad THT has been performing this season, is it possible we see the Lakers move on from him this offseason? A new change of scenery is needed. You know what? I, I understand people who have been frustrated with THT. This, to me, I don't want to spend a ton of time you know, complaining about Guys, it. Guys, we had a good game. They, they won the game. It was probably Be happy. It was probably the most fun game of the season, or one of them, right? I mean, Austin Reeves there. three against the Mavs at the buzzer. That's up there. Russ against the Raptors. Those are up there. This was one of those. This was a fun game, an exciting game. But yeah, I mean, look, THT is going to be on the block this offseason. Sure. Does that mean they move him? Maybe, maybe not. But his contract's going to be out there. If for no other reason, then it has to be. If you're going to try to make a trade, 
and you need salary ballast, THT is one of the salaries they have that can be moved, one of the few that, that can be moved. Uh, are we going to end up revisiting THT, Kendrick Nunn, and a first for Jeremy Grant? Oh, uh, yeah, that's probably going to be, be talked about. What's the over-under and how many times we get asked that in the offseason? I'm going to put it at least like at 100. Oh, easy. Easy. <laughs> easy over. Easy, yeah. I'm, We're I'm, in Vegas, I'm, so you know. I'm, I'm, give smashing, you I'm smashing the over on that. No, Hammer no question. Absolutely. No question. But um, as far as the THT question goes, I mean, this is kind of the thing with every young Lakers prospect is that mm -hmm. they go to a different team where there's not as much pressure and they get to play a role that makes more sense for them and then they flourish. Um, that is probably likely the, the case with THT, but... It, and again, the Lakers have to improve this roster in the offseason. There's no question about it. And if they're going to do it via trade, like you said, THC is going to be out the door. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that's what we're going to see happen. And I still think he has potential for the future. I know a lot of people are down on him. He's but 21 years old, Trevor. He is. He is. And, and just by nature, he will get better. But the Lakers may find themselves in a situation where, you know, they, they have to trade him. They have to try to find some win-now pieces because you've got LeBron James. Uh, let's get into some of the Super Chats that have been coming in. If you gave us one earlier, I've been saving a lot of them. So just know, if you didn't hear yours called as it came through, I do save them and get to them later. Fabio L. said, love the new setup. Thank you. Uh, talking about our last-minute signings, who do we bring back? Wendy Gabriel, DJ Augustine, or Stanley Johnson? Which would you prefer? Which would you prefer? I, I think two of those three definitely come Definitely back. possible. Definitely. I mean, everyone on this team is basically off the roster except technically Russ, mm -hmm. Nunn, THT, and LeBron and AD. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we were just talking about this during the game. Uh, yeah. You're going to need end of bench guys, uh, inning eaters, so to speak. And I think Wenyan Gabriel and Stanley Johnson, at very minimum, I think should deserve to come back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I think, and, and the chat is agreeing right now. They're saying Stanley Johnson, Wayne Gabriel. DJ Augustine has been good. I mean, DJ Augustine, this was, this was his Unexpected. best game of the season. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> yeah. But he's also 34. Yeah. He's also 34. We also know that he's a Frank Vogel guy. He's a Frank Vogel guy. So, I mean, that, it's just, it's a fact. It is. Right? It's a fact. He's played at the two previous Frank Vogel stops. He's had DJ Augustine on his team. Indiana, Orlando, DJ Augustine on both teams. Uh, so he's a Frank Vogel guy. If Frank Vogel's not back, Maybe that makes a difference in terms of whether or not DJ Augustine is back. I think the age matters too. Stanley Johnson, Wendy Gabriel, both mid-20s, both probably on. And Stanley Johnson, I believe they have, yes, they have under contract next year. So I think that's an easy pickup. And that's, that doesn't mean you're relying on him to be a starter next year. No. But you need guys like that that you can plug in that are going to produce on a veteran minimum. That's been one of the problems the Lakers have had this season, that they've got guys 
that age-wise weren't able to produce anymore, taking up roster spots on better minimums. You need guys like Stanley Johnson, Wenyan Gabriel as well. He's been really good. Yeah, if you're counting on Stanley Johnson to be like, I don't know, your fifth best player, you are in trouble. Yes. But if he's your ninth, tenth, and arguably even your eighth guy, that's not bad. And yeah, the Lakers would be very dumb to not keep him around for mm -hmm. next season. But I, I think his roster spot's pretty safe. He's been impressive since he signed his first 10-day with the team. He's a hometown kid. You have to like that. And he just plays with competitive edge and fire. You, you need guys like that off your bench, for sure. Here's a question. This is going to be a bit of a curveball for you, Matt. Sure. Michael Montenegro with a super chat said, do you think we bring back Mello? Ah, so we, we've, been talking, talking about we've been talking about the young guys. What about Carmelo Anthony? He is the one veteran player that I think really has hit for the Lakers. Sure. I think this really comes down to, does he want to play? Does he, does he want to play? Or does he say, does he say that's, this is it? This is it for my career? I think so. I mean, for all intents and purposes, Melo's been like kind of like the quintessential veteran guy. Mm -hmm. He's been a positive locker room guy, hasn't bashed the team or, you know, seemed down. Um, he's got to play in Los Angeles where he resides next to his buddy LeBron. I mean, I think it really is just going to come down to, am I done? Do I feel like retiring? Or if I have another year in me, I don't see why he mm -hmm. wouldn't stay in LA for another year. Unless, and again, I don't know, maybe um, because of how well he's done in a limited role, maybe he's got other offers from other teams. But I just have to assume that, assuming it's a veteran minimum contract for him again, which I think it will be, why not just run it back with the Lakers and see, you know, can we turn this team around? Can, can we get healthy? And, mm -hmm. you know, let's go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. If he's willing to come back, I'm taking him back. And now, if it's more than a veteran minimum, that could give the Lakers some cap problems. But yeah, I would if he's if he's a veteran minimum, for sure. I don't think you're going to find better on a better minimum contract than Carmelo Anthony, the floor spacing that he gives you. If a veteran minimum guy gives you one good trait, you take that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, love Lamar. So kept the ball movement throughout the whole game. Finally, yes, indeed, yes, indeed, kept that ball movement. We love it. We love it. Oh, Carl Rayburn. The Super Chat said, the new setup is the next man up. Honestly. Agreed. It was up there for me. I thought about Agreed. it. I thought about it. I, I wish I could say to everybody that we're going to be in here every single night. I no, wish that's, that's not the case. But still, this is, um, this is absolutely fantastic here. Uh, let's see here. Getting into a few more of your Super Chats that are coming in. Eric Yang. Say Austin Reeves wants the same money THT is making. Should the Lakers keep him? And if that's, if that's so, what do you do? You don't have to cross that bridge yet. Nope. Austin Reeves has a team option for next year, which the Lakers are almost certainly going to pick up. So you don't have to worry about it. Let's not worry about that for right now until next season. I have a good question for you, though. Yeah. Follow up. Do you think he's worth THT money right now? Ooh, that's a good question. That is a good question. That's a tough one, too. It is, right? I think he's – What if you gave him that money, I don't think you're necessarily giving him that money on current production. I think he could be worth it based on current production, but I think there's a little bit of the kind of the rookie ebbs and flows that come within sure. his game, uh, and that's not out of the ordinary. That's actually very, very normal for a young player. Um, I still think he has been much, much better than anyone would have anticipated. Certainly sure. the Lakers didn't come into the season thinking this guy's going to be a big part of our rotation. It's been a massively successful season. The way that I could say he is, is if it's a long-term deal. Mm. So if it's a four-year deal, because then from the general manager perspective, to go to put on my front office show hat for, for a moment, which, <laughs> which you guys should definitely go subscribe to as well, the NBA front office show. But um, if you're giving Austin Reeves that money, 
It's a bet that down the road, his growth is going to continue to improve. And in year, say, two, year three, year four, you're going to have steady role player level production that you're going to be leaning on every single night, perhaps just to a slightly higher degree than what he is now. So I think it's a pretty fair bet. Sure. Um, so yeah, I think I'm talking myself into it. I think I'm going to say yes. Yeah, you know, I think right before this conversation, right before your spiel, I thought, I think he's a notch right below it. But uh -huh. I think the point about him growing into that contract, um, getting better as a player, the development curve for him, mm -hmm. I definitely think that he's going to eventually be worth that. I don't know if it's going to be over the entire course of a four-year or three-year deal, but I definitely think at the, the back end of that deal, he definitely makes up for it, for sure. It's like, it's like when I was a kid and my, my mom's buying me a new pair of shoes. You always buy them a little bit big so, grow so you can them. grow into them. That's, that's what you do with contracts for young players. We got to get Reeves some new shoes. That's right. Yep. That's right. Uh, Dan the Van said, love the studio. Hope the Lakers keep this up. Thank you, Dan. I certainly appreciate that. Uh, Austin Mulka said, in 2018, the Cavs traded Rose, Wade, and IT because of regular season struggles. On their other teams, they improved drastically in the playoffs. Could this be the case with Ariza, Mello, Howard, and Ellington? So these veteran players that the Lakers brought in, mm. when the lights are shining at their brightest, and we're talking the play-in tournament, <laughs> that's the only real quasi-certainty that we have for the Lakers this season is that they're in the play-in tournament. Um, are, do you think that these veterans that the Lakers, frankly, haven't been able to lean on night in and night out are going to become that come playoff time? Uh, my, my, my gut says no. And I think it's just because of the recency bias of watching young legs help the Lakers win over a very good Cavs team. Sure. So I, I don't see why that formula can't carry over into the playoffs personally. But I, I do get it, though. You usually tend to lean on your older players, your more experienced players in the playoffs. But I just think right now the current makeup of the Lakers team needs athleticism, needs size, needs people to be able to get out and transition. So I honestly don't necessarily see that. I do foresee if the Lakers are fortunate enough to get deeper into the playoffs those guys being needed in certain shifts for certain mm -hmm. matchups. But I think the burgeoning like identity of this fast-based small ball group of just driving kick and shooters everywhere, I think that's they need to lean into this 100% to be successful. That's interesting that you said identity. Yeah. Is that, I mean, the it's Lakers... the first time I think I've said it this season. Right? They haven't had an identity this season. That's part of why we've seen, what, 33, 34 or something starting lineups. Yes, and there was a new one tonight, by the way. No, was it? It was a brand new Wendy one. Wendy and Gabriel and Dwight Howard. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Another new starting lineup. So they haven't really had an identity, but something has clicked. Something has clicked on the offensive end, and I can't say it's going to be sustainable because we saw it a little bit against the Wizards, and then it completely went away. Yep. But the hope is, the hope is that maybe they've stumbled across something, and then they can use that moving forward however long the season goes. Yeah, I, I'd really hope so. I just feel like, you know, we've seen success from the Lakers. I know we talk about the Wizards' loss and how unfortunate that mm -hmm. was, but they were the team in control for three and a half quarters of that game. And it was playing the same way we saw tonight. It was the same way, roughly, that we saw against the Raptors. So I just think at this point, you can't ignore it. This yeah. is where they need to be. This is what they need to lean into. And, I mean, I'm not going to say they're going to, you know, win more games than they're not because we don't know. This is a very Jekyll and Hyde team still. Absolutely is. Um, but I think this is going to give them their best shot. I agree. I agree. And uh, this is fun to watch. It is. This is, this is fun it's to watch. aesthetically so pleasing basketball. We haven't seen that for a while. We haven't seen that. We are down bad for the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trevor Davis, he of a fantastic first name. So, Trevor, what do you think 
about the new lineup. So we kind of just talked about this, but they've had so many different starting lineups. Yeah. Are we at a point yet where we just say LeBron, Russ, Austin Reeves, Wenyan Gabriel, and then depending on whether you want to go big or small, it's either Malik Monk or Dwight Howard. Is that is that where we're at right now? Do we have some semblance of a consistent lineup yet now that Wenyan Gabriel has shown success? Well, you know, the fun part is if Anthony Davis comes back, this is all going to get flipped again. <laughs> how, how, do we, how do we approach that situation? That's true. That's but, true. I mean, sorry, but, I mean, as far as the question goes for the who is available right now, mm -hmm. I think so. I, I think you just got to get athletes out there. Um, kind of sounds like a no-duh kind of comment, but it's true. Like, I was complaining the first 40, 50 games that the Lakers were old and slow. Uh, you switch those guys out with guys that have young legs and can get up and down the floor for 30 minutes a game. I don't know. I think you just got to do it. So I, I think this is where we're landing. But the Anthony Davis factor is going to be a big thing when and if he's ready to play. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. That's going to be whew. when AD comes back. What do you do? What do you do? That's a good problem to have, though. It is. Good I mean, I, I would assume that, sorry, this is me spitballing out loud. I feel like maybe you, you keep Gabriel as kind of like the, uh, I don't know, I guess the halfway, the halfway kind of uh, compromise for. Vogel wanting to stay big, but also being mobile. So maybe you go AD and Gabriel for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, Sean Tate said, good to see my Super Chats led to a new studio. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, yes. I had, you all, you all <laughs> I had to mention, that's, that's totally what this is. That, definitely. Definitely. Even, even the guys in the booth are laughing. Oh, on <laughs> Yes, we paid for this. Yes, of course, of course. Um, Just took seventy-two live games or live post game shows to pay for this. That's that's all. That's all that it was. That's all that it was. Anyway, you're I, welcome, guys. I I do want to get back to to Wendy and Gabriel though, uh, and and Anthony Davis that pairing. I have been and people have actually been been joking about this at this point, about how into Christian Wood I've been as a potential partner for Anthony Davis long-term in terms of just having two guys that are kind of big, switchy, have the ability to float outside, do some things in the, in the paint as well. Wendy Gabriel kind of gives you a light version of that. Not saying he's the same as Christian Wood, but just in terms of size, versatility, I think there's some interesting possibilities with a Gabriel Davis starting line. I... I don't disagree. I mean, I was very in favor of any proposed trade that would have brought back John Wall and Christian Wood. Mm -hmm. I think the pairing works long term. I didn't really see the, you know, the two big lineup being an issue just because, like you said, they're both very mobile, rangy, long, big guys. And mm -hmm. so um, you could have, I, I mean, my whole argument for that was that you could have had, that could have been your center rotation, AD and Christian Wood. You would have been fine. Um, I think like what you're saying is true too. It's a very lighter version of that with Wenyan Gabriel. But I think having, you know, how hard he plays on both ends, the energy, the activity, the mm -hmm. motor, I think having that next to AD would be really great. And I, I definitely think that's going to be a look if AD's ready to play. I, I, I definitely do. Because I think Vogel still prefers to have size out there, even his, with his small ball lineups. Yeah. So, again, I think that's the happy medium for him, just to keep those two on the floor together. Yeah, uh, agreed. Brandon Robinson said, huge win. So fun watching LeBron do his thing. It really is. It's so fun. Don't take this really guy for granted, is. guys. No, for real. I mean, we, I, I just talked about this on our last uh, podcast that I did. Actually, before, right before I flew out here, I, I published a, a podcast and talked about that. About Somebody was asking um, about LeBron and why there's still a lot of Lakers fans that don't like 
LeBron James. Because they're dumb. Well, <laughs> I mean, Sorry. I mean, look, I think I think there's still remnants of the LeBron Kobe thing, sure. right? Of that, and there's some other things too. You but, mean the media created narrative? Between yes. The two of them? Yes, I know. Yes, that that whole thing because they didn't have it really. There was no real back and forth between the two of them, but. Um, LeBron, I think the big thing that you need to get to, even if you're not a LeBron fan, even if you're not, for whatever reason, if you're not a LeBron fan, understand that he's one of the greatest ever. Has an argument to be the greatest ever. We're looking at a guy that is going to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's on pace to do it next year. Yep. One of the records in sports that we thought will never fall. And it's going to fall, hopefully, in purple and gold next year. Enjoy it. In, enjoy this. Enjoy watching. I mean, how spoiled are we? We've gotten to watch all these incredible players, and LeBron is another one of them. So enjoy it. Um, he did go on to say, I will say I'm not happy with what I'm seeing from Dwight, though. He's out there to defend and rebound. I don't see him being affected in, in either category. I feel like he's kind of lost Oh yeah, uh, a step, sure. maybe, maybe a little bit of bounce. Dwight Howard, and that's part of the reason why we've seen the Lakers go smaller more often is I think Dwight Howard, I don't think he's got – 25 minutes a game, 20 plus minutes a game in him at this point. No, I think a lot of Lakers fans, when we re-signed Dwight, automatically thought, oh, we're going to get the 2020 version of Dwight. Right. But you have to realize he spent a season away from the team with the 76ers and then came back. I mean, things change so quickly in the NBA. The decline is very rapid sometimes. Look no further than DeAndre Jordan. Um, you know, we thought at the time when he signed with the Nets, his contract was a little outrageous, but we thought, oh, he'll still be productive. And then mm -hmm. one season after that, no longer the DJ we thought he was. And I think we're kind of seeing the same thing with Dwight, where I'm not even surprised at this point where he racks up DMPs every three or four games, plays one game, looks okay, and then plays a game again and doesn't look as great. Mm -hmm. I just think we're at this point of his career where he is a uh, every other, every couple games kind of guy. Yeah, and, that, and that's, that's okay. That's fine. okay for the stage that he's at in his career. Unfortunately, I think the Lakers need more consistency in order to go big in those, those certain moments, but we'll see. Yep. We'll see what we get out of Dwight Howard. We do need to get into, I've got a few more super chats we'll do, and then we'll get into our master lock of the night. So be thinking about that, Chad, and which, what we want to go to there. But Michael Satterfield said, am I the only one that feels like if AD comes back, the Lakers could be dangerous? Also, how close is AD to returning? So we've heard good things about AD yeah, in terms of up. where he's where he's been on the court, doing a little bit a uh, little bit of shooting, things like that. And it's not just stationary shooting right now. We're seeing some turnaround jumpers and things of that nature. So there's some optimism. Yep. There's some optimism that AD will come back. Can the Lakers be dangerous when Anthony Davis gets back? Like, could... I'm not going to put out there that they could beat the Suns in round one. With AD back, do they get through the play-in tournament? Do they get into the play-in tournament? And sorry, I was giggling. They get through... Yeah, I was I was giggling because I keep thinking of the Baker Mayfield quote. Uh, I woke up dangerous. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's the first thing in my mind, and it's very topical right now. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, we'll have an NFL podcast at some point, and we could talk about it. Sure. So I'll save it for later. But um, do I think they get out of the play-in tournament? Uh, depends. What percent of a what percentage of AD am I getting? Eighty. Let's say you. Let's, Let's say you 80 get for 80. 80, 80 for 80. I thought you were saying 80. I no, like, I, thought that was, I thought that was appropriate. If it's 80, you're going to get 80%. Uh, Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. 
Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. I, you know, I'll take 80% of I, I mean, I don't hate their chances without AD because it's, you know, they'd be playing weaker teams. But I think with AD, their chances grow up pretty dramatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can promise me 80% of AD, I, I feel pretty good about them getting out of the play-in tournament. How good do I feel about them in round one against the Suns? Not great. But mm-hmm. I think I think the best case scenario for the Lakers is to get out of the play-in tournament, one, and then two, a competitive five, six-game series against the Suns. That would be my, my, my early prediction right now, as things are... Dream currently. big. Huh? Dream big. <laughs> Dream big. <laughs> hey, man, I got to win. I'm buzzing off this. <laughs> Let me be happy, Trevor. Michael Montenegro, can we talk about the no-call technical on LeBron? You can't put the face of the NBA in a headlock. These last three games have been watchable. Well, that is true. They've been, they've been watchable. <laughs> they've, been, they've been watchable. I mean, they have been. They have been. They've been... Well, I mean... I think that the reason why you say that is because the previous games haven't been. They're, they're, where they, you haven't been watchable. So I think there's some, there's some truth there to that. Oh, Trevor Davis said, if we get AD at 90%, we're beating the Suns. Man, I will hand Hot you takes my monitor. Flying. You can have my podcast spot if they do that. You, oh. You're going to need an optimist. Yeah, so. well, that's true. That's true. I would love to be wrong. Guys, hear me out. I would love to be wrong. I would love the Lakers to get out of the first round. I personally don't see it right now. Mm -hmm. But if they did, I will be the first one in line cheering because that would be awesome. That would be. That would be. That would would make up for what's been around. I'd have to cancel some flights for vacation, but, (laughs) you know, whatever. The good for the team. You booked vacations during the playoffs? No. (laughs) Just this flight to Vegas at this lovely studio. Where we get to talk about the game. That, that doesn't. You're Matt the Optimist. I am. You're booking big flights during playoff time. Come on. What, what? Trevor? <laughs> as someone that's watched every game this season. Yeah, that's true. Guys, if you want to send us super chats to fund my vacations, please, please feel free. Go straight to my pocket. Speaking of which, Lords of the Sky with a super <laughs> chat said, "Just dropping in to say that I love the new studio. I can't watch live tonight, but we'll definitely catch the replay when I get off work. And welcome back, Matt." Oh, that's right. You haven't, you haven't Thank caught you. it. Thank you, Lord of the Skies. If you got flight hookups, let me know. <laughs> All right, um, let's get into it. Let's do the master lock of the night. So, those of you out there watching, if you haven't done this before with us, and this is your first show, which let's face it, this time, this time of the season is probably not, but. What we do is we take our good friend, Chris, the Masterpiece Masters, we take his finishing hold in the wrestling ring, the Master Lock, and we put it on whatever thing was most annoying from this game. So if you're coming in from YouTube, from Twitter, from Facebook, let us know what do you think, who do you think should get put in the Master Lock tonight? And it can be an abstract concept. We've done, we've Master Lock turnovers and things like that before, but what are you putting in the master lock tonight? And I'll see what the chat comes, comes in with. Can I master lock me having to leave the studio? Because I, I, could, I could live here. Guys, you guys got room back there? I could live here. I, I, could, I could live here. I don't think that counts. No? I don't think that's okay. the master lock. Um, you know, I always find it a little difficult to master lock stuff in wins. Sure. Because I just like to focus on that stuff. I mean, if I had to pick one, I guess it would be like the, uh, the Evan Mobley bicycle kick to LeBron's face. Oh, the shin? Yeah, that, the shin kick, the, I guess. The Anderson Silva? The, I, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Guys, the MMA podcast coming out soon, too. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, I, I guess it. I mean, and it's only because, you know, that could have been dangerous. That's really it. I, I have nothing against the Cavs. They're one of my favorite teams to watch when I'm not watching Lakers games. Um, I don't think it was even intentional or with malice. I just, no, no, no. I just thought it happened. So if I had to pick something, it'd be that. But really, my answer is that I have to leave Vegas in the studio soon. So that, that's, that's my real answer, Trevor. I think my answer, it's got to be Kevin Love. It's got to be Kevin Love. And that's because LeBron actually master-locked him in the game. Oh. Throwing down that, that dunk on him, kind of got, got back at him there. And, uh, and that was one of the best dunks of the season. It really was. So I'm going to go that. I'm going to, and, and yeah, LeBron got master Somebody, Austin Davidson said LeBron got master-locked by Kevin Love. Yeah, so we got to put Kevin Love in the master-lock because of that. I guess so. No love lost between the two of them, though. Yeah. No, no love. No, no love. love. <laughs> <laughs> He's got one of the best names to make puns out of. He indeed does. All right. Well, this was a fun game. This, this was obviously just the Lakers win. That in and of itself is fantastic. Uh, let's, let me take a quick peek at the standings here before we, before we call it a show. because This is important. The Lakers. I think they're now, back in ninth. Yeah, they, they are back in the ninth seed. They are now one game up on the New Orleans Pelicans. But here's the thing, Matt. Peeking ahead. Sure. Look at the schedule. Oh, great. Yeah. You ruined my night. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Come on, man. Look at ahead. Okay, there's a game coming up against the 76ers. That's <laughs> going to be on Wednesday. That's yeah, that, that's going to be that's a tough one. Sorry, that was a visceral reaction. I'm sorry. That's a tough. One. We talked all about how great the flow was in this game. How there weren't a lot of free throws. Oh, you're going to enjoy it's Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Wednesday. You're going to enjoy it's, Wednesday. It's all free throws. It's all free throws when you well, play. How, play what's the, the over under on how soon the 76ers get into the bonus in the first quarter? I'm going to say 8:30 in the in the first quarter. Eight, eight minutes and 30 seconds. In yeah, the, that's the bonus. Oh, 8:30 left in the quarter. Yep, they're going to be in the bonus. Yep. Wow. Is Dwight starting? Yes. Then yes, I think you're. I oh, think you're see. Right. I think you're right. See, I think you're right. But I will say this though. Okay, so they play Wednesday, and then they get a bit of a, of a break. Then they don't play again until Sunday, and they get the Pelicans. Wait, we got Wednesday to Sunday off. Yeah, we get we get a break there. I could have plans. Can I come back to the studio and just hang out? Can Can I do that? The guys are saying. Well, they're saying no behind you. Oh. <laughs> oh, I thought we were friends. Guys. No, they're saying no. They're telling you no. You you can't come back. Um, oh, darn. And then we've got New Orleans coming up on Sunday the twenty seventh, and then That's New, Orle a big game. New Orleans again on the first. That's a big game. So so Lakers Nation, looking ahead of the schedule, it's really important that you know when these New Orleans games are. That those games, as much as we're gonna we're gonna definitely pay attention to, to the 76ers, the Mavs, the Jazz, all they they all they're all are important. But the most important games left on the schedule are the two against the Pelicans. Those are the two games that are going to do the most to determine whether or not the Lakers are the nine seed or the 10 seed. Again, not where we want to be, but those two games are going to be extra important for the Lakers. It's going to determine whether or not the Lakers are at home to start the play in or whether they are on the road in New Orleans. And we know, we know how Pelicans fans feel about the Lakers. I don't want the purple and gold to have to go to that environment and play a win or go home type game. Yeah, that is the ex-girlfriend I don't want to see. There it is. And there's the relationship there it analogy, is. folks. I know you guys were waiting for it. There it is. Everybody's been waiting for that. Everybody's been waiting for that. That's one That's more, why they tune one in, more drink. Trevor. Yep. There they it know. is. No, I'm the relationship guru here. The relationship analogy from Matt the Optimist Peralta. Trevor Davis finishes it off with the Super Chat. Says it's been a hard season, but I definitely think we have a puncher's chance. Once we get AD back, gotta love the optimism. That I comes with love a win. that. You guys are really, you know, you guys are helping me out this season. I'm almost starting to believe it too. 
There we go. I love it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe right here to the LakersNation.com YouTube channel. Don't forget to ring that notification bell as well. And follow the Lakers Nation podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere. Don't forget to give us that rating and review as well. Till next time, everybody. Stay safe and see ya. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.